Welcome to the Given Road podcast. My name is Jeff. I'm the pastor at Given Road, and today we've got more of a mini-sode for you. Um, I heard, a, I mean, I read a really good blog today that was from one of our guys at the church named Peter, and it's all about sort of um, loving yourself as an act of will and seeing yourself as God sees you and, and loving yourself the way that God loves you. And I think it's a really important message that we all need to hear, and I thought it was a really good contrast to a blog post that I wrote um, and posted this morning as well, more of a devotional thought. But um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow Peter to, to read you his blog post, and then I will read you my blog post, uh, which is, like I said, it's a good contrast. It's about conflict in the church and taking care of yourself and self-care is really important in the church. And when we don't take care of ourselves, either in ministry or as Christians, when we don't guard ourselves, uh, I think it leads quickly to burnout. Um, and so we need to find a balance between um, having community with people, uh, because we're called to have community with people who, who are not the easiest people to get along with. We're called to have community with people who annoy us sometimes and who bug us and who uh, razzle us and whatever, rile us up. Uh, We're called to have community with those people, but we also have to be able to make um, boundaries and and allow those people to not um, dissuade you from being able to serve in the community of God. So we'll get into that in a moment. Um, I, I did want to talk quickly about what we've been talking about through our Sunday morning services, um, which has been the Holy Spirit, but specifically this week, the will of God. Um, Just to to recap the idea that uh, the will of God is not something so mysterious that we can't get our hands on or, or get our mind on around. Uh, it's it's something that we are able to grasp quite easily. And I think we confuse it with these like big life decisions and saying like, should I go to this school? Should I marry this person? Should I have this job? And those are all important questions to ask. And I'm not telling you not to pray about those things. Definitely pray about who you're going to marry and what job you should have and, and all those things. Let God and the Holy Spirit lead you. But don't like bang your head against the wall about it because whatever you choose, God is going to be able to use you in that field. And that's what the whole thing is about, is that we need to be approaching God's will as a lifestyle choice, um, as as a way of living, as a way of life, rather than as a set of decisions we have to make. Because God, like it sounds weird to say God doesn't care what you do with your life, but God doesn't care if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a banker or a garbage man or a retail salesperson or an Uber cab driver or anything like that. God cares that you are taking care of the poor. God cares that you are clothing the naked and feeding the hungry and comforting those who mourn. God cares that you are taking care of the people around you, making them feel loved, showing them the love of Christ, and showing them the redemption of Christ. We've been talking about crucifying the flesh in the past few weeks, and and just to to take that idea and show that this, I'm not a perfect person. Like I have I have flaws, and being able to be open and and just honest about those flaws, I think is really powerful. Uh, which is why I think Peter's blog is so poignant as well, because he, his blog is called IamWeak.ca. So definitely check out IamWeak.ca. He posts. Um, sometimes once a week and sometimes not, but it's, uh, regardless, it's, um, a really good blog. It's fed my soul. Um, and I, I pray that it feeds your soul as well. I think, uh, Peter has a really interesting take on things. Uh, and I do think he's, he's striving out. He's one of these people not to embarrass him or anything, but he's one of these people who I think is striving after this lifestyle of God's will rather than these big decisions. Um, even though he does have big decisions to make as we all do. Um, 
I think, though, but when we come at it uh, as this lifestyle, crucifying our flesh, saying that we are imperfect, but that we love you, we love whoever we're serving, because Christ first loved us, that while we were still sinners, Christ loved us enough to die for us, is a transformative message, completely transformative and important to people, and we need to be able to get it out to people. We need to be able to allow people to listen and hear it and, and understand it in a way that's not like thumping a Bible over their heads. We need it to be this transformative life experience that we model. So if we're not experiencing transformation through obedience to the gospel, through obedience to God's will, in terms of um, what we uh, do with our lives, not in terms of our job, but in terms of, of what we're actually like doing with our lives. Like if you're a lawyer, are you taking pro bono cases sometimes? If you're a doctor, are you doing missions trips? Are you, if you're uh, 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 like anything, are you, again, just feeding the hungry, clothing the poor? Uh, like these are the things that we're called to do. These are the things that it is very clearly God's will for our life in the Bible. And when we misplace God's will uh, to being these big life events, which again, I'm not saying don't pray for. I'm just saying it's it. God's will for your life is clear. It's to do these things with whatever else decision you make. So um, that being said, I'm going to let Peter take it away and um, start talking about uh, his blog post. He reads it uh, again, I said, I think very eloquently, and I hope it blesses you as it's blessed me. And then I'll come back afterwards with uh, the contrasting um, blog I wrote on, on church conflict and guarding oneself and taking self-care because we need to take care of ourselves because... God loves us, and we need to love ourselves the way God loves us. So that's that. All right, here's Peter. I know it's been a few weeks since I last posted. It's been a very difficult few weeks. Completely overwhelmed, I simply could not bring myself to pen anything. Praise God for peace. Choices. We make choices all the time. Whether we're consciously making them or whether they just happen, the reality remains that we are always choosing. Last Friday night, I was confronted with the truth of my life, that I choose to view myself the way I see and feel about myself. I've bought the truths about myself from a negative outlook and refuse to look at the positive. I am judgmental, arrogant, stubborn, and angry, to name a few traits. On the other hand, I am rational compassionate, honest, and respectful, to name a few others. Regardless of how often I identify with the negative versus the positive, the reality is that I am both. And that while I can choose to view myself as bitter, I can also choose to view myself as forgiving, thanks to God, to Christ in me, confessing bitterness, and choosing to bring God into the healing process, and by extension, the transformation process. If I keep viewing myself in a negative light, I will inevitably keep viewing myself as powerless, wallowing in self-pity, playing the victim, never able to love myself, and consequentially, never able to love God, my fiancé Lucy, my family and friends, or anybody for that matter, well. I don't want that. It is lonely and cold. In addition, it's big-time pride on my part to keep viewing myself with such negativity, never loving myself, because God views me as good, 
not because of me, but because of Christ and the Holy Spirit in me. God loves me unconditionally, despite knowing all of my bad qualities. He sees and acknowledges the good qualities in me. His Son, created in His image and having Christ living in me. No matter how little those positive qualities may make up of the person I am, Jeremiah 31.3 says that He has loved me with an everlasting love, a perfect, complete love, and nothing less. If God loves me so, what right do I have not to love myself? I choose with my will, for love is not a feeling, but an act of the will. I choose the perspective that my Father has of me, His child. I am good, not because of what I do, but because He lives in me. Being a Christian is hard. We're supposed to evangelize every person we meet and invite them to into the church, but we're also supposed to be vigilant against false doctrine and people who mean to cause disruption or discord within the church. If someone is causing trouble and they refuse to listen or change when confronted, we're meant to kick them out of the church. It seems harsh, but Paul says the goal is to teach them a lesson about acceptable behavior. And if they take the lesson seriously and repent, then welcome them back in. But if they stay hard-hearted, then the health of the church needs to come before that person's salvation. Not that being part of a church has anything to do with your salvation, but that's a topic for another day. In the book of Second Thessalonians, Paul addresses an issue like this happening in the church at Thessalonica. He writes, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you received from us. That's Second Thessalonians 3.6. As Christians, we are meant to operate in community with each other. That's actually all the church is supposed to be, is a community of faith. In Thessalonica, there were members of the community who were abusing the generosity and shared nature of the church. People were being idle, not working towards a common goal or contributing to the community at all. They were eating food they hadn't paid for or prepared, using resources in the community that could have gone to truly help people in need. We need to be vigilant about this kind of thing and call it out when we see it. This verse is hard because I like to be all-inclusive, but the Bible is clear that if people with a capacity to participate are being a drain on the resources of the community, they need to be rebuked, and if that fails, they need to go. This goes beyond the church as well. There are people in our own lives who drain us without also filling us up. Now, this doesn't mean that you can cut anyone you don't like or agree with out of your life. But if there is a person with the capacity to contribute positively to your spirit or energy or mental well-being, and they are instead a drain on those things, then that person needs to be addressed. And if they refuse to acknowledge or change, then they need to be cut off from the ability to drain you. However that looks, I want to give you permission to do that. Because a lot of times we feel bad cutting someone off or limiting their ability to affect us. But self-care is so important. If you can't function to your full capacity, then you cannot contribute the way you need to in the body of Christ. Pray in all things and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Be blessed, my friends. 
And that is our mini-sode for today. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you have not yet subscribed to us on Apple or Google Play, please do that. You can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud. If you want to do us a huge favor, you can go and rate us on the iTunes store. Uh, the higher the rating, the better. And uh, the more we are liked and reviewed, the more we are going to appear on other people's feeds and the more that those people will then hear the gospel. So that's an important thing. You can actually be an outgoing evangelist just by hitting five stars and saying, best podcast ever. You can find us on the internet at givenroad.org or uh, Instagram at Given Road Church, Twitter at Given Road Church, Facebook at Given Road Church, and you can find Peter at imweek.ca. If you have any questions or pressing theological concerns or ideas for the show, please email us at givenroadchurchpodcast at outlook.com and we will get back to you as soon as possible and probably implement whatever you are suggesting or wanting to see into the show. So it'll be uh, effective. If you want to come check us out um, and are in between the ages of 18 and 30, you are welcome to come to our uh, Youth and Young Adults program on Saturday evenings uh, where we have a discussion and try and get involved in our community. And we have a coffee hour that starts at 7 o'clock. I am a trained barista, and I have my espresso machine at the church, so we have full menu privileges uh, from anything that you want at uh, Starbucks or Second Cup or anything like that we can make at the church, so you're welcome to join us, and then uh, we have our discussion time at 8 o'clock, and if you, of course, anyone is welcome to come to our Sunday morning service at 11 o'clock, we're at 3066 Given Road in Middle East Baptist Church, we're in the smaller sanctuary, it's like a chapel room, uh, so if you walk into the door, it's either directly in front of you or immediately to your right, depending on which door you come in. But uh, you'll see it. If you have any prayer requests that you want us to address uh, for you, uh, you're welcome to email them to us as well. Other than that, I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Blessings.